Instead of talking last week about Simchas, still within the context of Purim, well, let's talk about Simchas in general. Simchas is a tremendous definition of a person's avoda. Um, famous pasuk in the Teichacha, which says that the the Teichacha comes upon Chai Yisrael. Tachas Hashem Lavata, as Hashem Alakecha, b'Simcha b'Tuv Leivov, and Rav Karl. Due to the fact, uh, it's not Pasha Teichin, the pasuk that tells him. The, the, the Ramam already touches like that. Uh, it's spoiled that the Ramam. The tar- Targum says uh, it's not saying why, it's saying it's saying in exchange. You had an opportunity to arrive at Kerl and you didn't serve a Kaddish Baruch. Well, then you know what's going to be? Vavat is Oyevecha, Yishachen Hashem Boch, Berov, Ubitsova, Ubitsoma, Uveiroim, Ubechersakol. You didn't serve Kodesh Baruch, you're going to serve your enemies. You didn't serve Kodesh Baruch in a state of Revko, you're going to be in a state of Kodesh It's an exchange, but it's not saying why. But the Rambam, the, Mer- the Rizal, they all said that the Taish of the Postuk, the Simcha of Bavodos Hashem is a tremendous thing. Like it says, that the Taish came because Bavodos Hashem is a Simcha of the Simcha of So, uh, Understand what, what the Pasik means. The way the, the, the attraction of the Pasik. You're about this Hashem So this person gets up early for davening and he comes, he puts on his trillin with all of the precision of it. He checks his sitzes, he puts on his sitzes. He davens and he says, Every Kabbalah Hashem, Api Halacha, Simon Hay, every Kabbalah Hashem properly. He sits and he learns 12 hours a day. And he's mocked with everything, Allah, and he does everything, everything. Mamish is over there, it's He's not a happy person. He didn't go to Bethlehem. He's not wearing a big white yarmulke. He's not dancing. That's it. Goes. Halacha perfectly. Learning perfect. Everything perfect. He's not doing one of Aaron. The only thing is, he doesn't dance. That's it. I'm sorry. Versions, I'm sorry. Y'all. That's it. And this is a Makar for Bethlehem. Right? That's the main thing of the dancing. I mean, like, what's the Pesach saying? You know, it's a nice Pesach to quote, but it, doesn't, it, 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 it leaves you missing something. The Pesach says that instead of, or due to, but instead of Tachas Hashem Lovato Meirovko, you'll be in a state of hunger, Ubitsoma, thirst, Ubairim, you won't have clothes, Ubikursiko, I'm missing everything. So obviously the, the challenge, the, what does the Pesach mean? The morning when the dorm says, you don't need food, you don't, really ha- you don't have any clothing, obviously you don't have shelter either. That's, that's, so what's the Kursiko what's the besides that? What are you missing besides that? And so the morning the dorm says, and Mark Hashem, like nowadays we have the the chest is sometimes that people make songs about the strangest Gomorrahs. Right? So what's the Bechersako? What's the Bechersako? Remnachem remember B'loy Deya. The price says B'loy Mel, there was no salt. Okay. That was like, that's the last thing, you know. You're missing everything and salt. Okay. And B'loy Revav and no Shemin. Amar Bayano, my Ketina ain't only Ela B'deya. But my Rava Amri, Dabe, Kulabe, the Lord of Elog Mumba. Day is what it's all about. So I, I would assume is that 
if we're, we're showing this contrast, and there was a state of being where you had Rovko, and because in that state of Rovko, you did not choose to serve a Kaddish Baruch but simply to lay hope. Therefore, you're going to be in a state of being of Chersuko and being over your, your enemies. Because I'll say that the closer calls are for until you're not going to update you. And so, and there's a song that's like, don't obey, not obey, that the whole thing. I have no idea why in the world they made a song on, on the door, my mouth, my mouth, don't obey, not obey. Okay, cash rules. I mean, the next line of more says, you know, you could, you could pick any Gamora and start making a song about it. I guess that's true. I don't know. Um, okay, so. So there's this meter of Deya, we spoke about this before, there's a meter of Deya, which is the Rav Kol, which that should be give, give you the ability to Yom 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 And you chose not to use that, and therefore you're now in a state of Kersu Kol, you're missing that. So what is that meter? Why is that give you the ability to which you chose not to, and therefore, therefore, okay. So I, 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 I used this muscle uh, five, six years ago by the Arab Slichus Joshua. So it's like, it's Yom Kippur, Yom Kippur. So I guess it's fair enough. So a couple comes to a therapist, you know, they're having a problem with the wife, upset at the husband, etc. So the therapist says to the wife, like, what are you upset about? It says, my husband does not take out the garbage. That's it. That's it. Okay. First, the husband says, I have a solution. He says, What's well, so Take out the garbage. Okay, good idea. Come back a year later. Says, What's going on? He says, My sister's upset her husband. He says, What's the problem? He doesn't, doesn't take out the garbage. Therapist turns to the husband, I have a solution. Take out the garbage. And this happens year after year. We come to Kodesh Borahu. The merchant says, Take out the garbage. And we said, okay. We come here later, we haven't taken out the garbage yet. We still have the same garbage we had last year, and the year before, the year before, the year before. We, we have the same list of the Kabbalahs we made a year ago. We look at mm, those are good Kabbalahs for this year. Right? Well, no, they shouldn't be good because you should be making new Kabbalahs because you already passed those. Because I didn't really keep those Kabbalahs. Let's try it again. You know, the jokes that they have in the secular about New Year's resolutions. You know, so we have, we're a little better maybe, I don't know. They last... So the therapist says, okay, this is a big problem. So he says, okay, so let's put the fellow down on the couch, lying down. Why do you have this deep-seated issue about taking out garbage? Like, what's the issue with garbage? You have something against garbage. You had an experience in your childhood about garbage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So excuse me for saying that that's garbage. Okay, that's not the issue, right? Because the issue isn't garbage. The issue is that the fellow does not see any connection at all between garbage and his relationship with his wife. You ask the fellow, do you care about your relationship with your wife? He says, yes. And he says, no, we, got, we have a whole different problem. Right? But that's the, he says, no, of course, trying this. He says, he doesn't have to see in his mind why garbage has to do with him with the relationship. And if you can explain to him why garbage help, affects the relationship, he might not always do it, but he's going to be much more motivated to do it. Because he sees why it's important. But as long as he sees it, it's just garbage. 
And he's a lazy guy. He's not putting out the garbage. That's what's going to last. So I could tell him this. Listen, this, you know, without being involved in deep, deeply analyzing your wife, your wife has this connection to garbage, and it means a tremendous amount to her. And when you take out the garbage, it's like you like you gave her hundred dollars every single day, and your wife's going to love you forever, and she's going to do anything that you want because you took out the garbage. The guy says, "That sounds interesting. I'll talk about it." Because it's no longer about garbage; it's about a relationship. And the challenge which we have with our mitzvahs is: we you ask a person is. Do you understand that you have a moon in the Kodesh He says, yes. Do you understand that, there's, that the Bershom has desire for you to grow and he cares about you? He says, yes. Do you understand that? You, you get all of that? Yes. But I, I don't really understand why my learning for Seder makes a difference. I don't really get it. I can say the words. I know you're supposed to say it. You know, the learning Torah is the most important thing. And I know all the words. And it works here, but it doesn't affect my heart. I'm not, I'm not motivated. Deep down, it just doesn't talk to me. So there's guys who learn because they love the fascinating, the interest of the Torah is fascinating and it's smart and it's cool and it's interesting, etc. And you can do the same thing with math, but happen to doing it with Torah. That's not why you're learning Torah. Because the Torah is the relationship with the Kodesh Baruch You know, excuse me, we, we don't understand that. We don't get it. But are we, do, we, do we understand that there are certain things which, about our lives which are important to us in my relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu? Spoke up for last week's purpose. So the guy comes to purpose and says, Rabbi, I want to be a better person. I an imam in that the Baruch Hu wants to be a better person. I don't understand that there's no Baruch in this room who does not want to be a better person. I have no doubts about that. They want to grow. They want to strike. They want to be better. They want to do that, etc. But it's not doing it. That broker who's all pumped up and important, he's mama, she wants a broker, and he's crying his heart out. He says, Rebbe, I want to be a bit I want. He had this deep revelation on Purim, and the next, next day, mama, at 6 in the morning, he's there, mama, with his children on. I'm not seeing it. Nothing personal. Why not? Because the answer is, you don't see how being in the next morning, for 6 in the morning, with your children on, helps you with that when you want to be a better person. You might know it. You might know those the words you're supposed to say, and you know it in some level in your, your seichel, but it doesn't talk to your heart. I don't know what the history of mankind is. I know the history of mankind, but I, I live in a world which is fascinating. I think you mentioned the other, but I have a sister who's, a, who's an artist, and two sisters which are artists. One of my sisters, you know, when you first start being an artist, such as the type of art that she does, you don't make too much money in it. So she worked for an advertising company. So, you know, she did her, did her art on the side. So she was able to make the art into a real thing. I once went to visit her in her, in her office. And she was, there was behind her, there was, I don't know if she designed it or not, or somebody else designed it. There was a, there was a, uh, an advertisement for a car. Now, if we live in the, the, if, uh, the ideal world, there'd be a list of specs about the car. Why this car is such a wonderful car. It can make, it can do 41 miles per, 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 per gallon, and da 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 There was none of that on that, on that on that photo. There's a picture of the mountains and uh, an Isha without whatever, you know, you get the picture, you don't look the picture, don't think about it, whatever it is. So I said to her, do you, when you buy the car, do you get the woman also? She said, no. I said, so, so what's the advertisement about? The whole thing was Shaker Mitchell Abatsai. 
Because we're, we're talking to a group of people that, that they decide things with their heart. Guess what? We are part of that group. We don't decide things with our seichel. If we would, if the society were doing that, we, that's how the advertisements would look. We'd see this long list of specs explain to you exactly why this is the... Right? But there's a multi-trillion dollar business, as far as I can, I, I can imagine, Mastama, by now, about selling... To, and their and psychologists would spend their lifetime studying how to make that ad a mashu better, they can, and they can, you can make that much more money. Because they understand the psychology of how fakrumt human beings are. Because we make decisions with our hearts, not with our minds. So, how do we make decisions with our heart? When it comes to Abunus Hashem. So, I want you to know that you saw Salanter, I'm sure it didn't bother him. He had this down pat. And he would have patented it. All these shivas that have support, right? It wasn't Bershev. He understood that, that Musr is not about changing, growing, it's not about knowing it over here. He says, you, set, you, take, a, you take a mimer and you repeat it multiple times. This is sign Dolkos with a niggin, and it starts to sink in, it starts to become, you start to feel it. Because we make decisions with our feelings, not with our minds. So I'm so Sherman, and really motivated. Yeah? I'm so Sherman said it, got a change? Doesn't work. So you take a kettle, he says, of, of the social term, and you chazer it again and again and again, and you think, and you sing it. Uh, you know, I don't know if you, any of you have ever experienced this Muster Seder. Probably not. I grew up in Yeshiva that had a Muster Seder. My days was after chakras. And the rebellion would sit there during Muster Seder on the Muster. And the Bachum, not everybody, some guys, because we're off the top, you can go to the breakfast if you want, but, but a lot of guys sit down and they learn Muster. And a gifter would learn Muslim, I said pretty much straight from, from, from a gifter, but a lot of those back. But Shiva Khan was on the side. Shiva Khan had his go to Swaram and his from from Alexander Mushalapidis, which he did Riemis, and the gifter had, had his go to was the Garrison Ramban and the Garrison Kimaker. Garrison Ramban is about important, about the Gimbus of Gaiva, Milo Benibis, Shtika, etc. And the Gersh Kriger is about Yamamobis. And son, one day he would do one, one day he would do the other. That was his Kavis, six days a week. The Gersh Kriger, have you ever read it? It's not that big. Seder was 20 minutes. Now, Rikifter wasn't a slow reader. So it took him like 30 seconds. Well, now we don't know. Oh my gosh. Another night and a half minutes to go. Right? He chastered it again and again with a niggin. And you've heard the Rashiva Khazim with this niggin, the Muslim niggin that he used. And Rashiva Khan was going, ay, 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 and his side. Rashiva was going, whatever he was saying. And he, he learned with Kibayu, 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 describes him a mobis. Eventually they stick him to the ground, and all your friends leave, and your wife marries somebody else. It's a beautiful description of, like, you're all left all by yourself, and you come to Kodesh Baruch It's this whole long letter of Kibayu, 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 And the Rashiva said it nice with his clear enunciation, they used to say it. And you'd hear him repeating this thing every, every other day. It's like, great, you know. Like, you know. Um, that was, it was about talking to the heart. So how do we talk to our hearts? What do we say to our hearts? You know, there's a concept called Tamei Mitzvahs. 
And the Hirsch talks about this Barichus, Barichus Gadolo, in the, the third volume of the collective writings, that you have symbolism. And, he, and his shita is very well thought out with Hirsch. That first you have to know everything in about this mitzvah. And then you look for something which fits all of the details of the mitzvah. And that's the symbolism that, that the mitzvah represents. I, the Shiva Baruch Sivatsun one time said that he, he heard from his father, the Muskarov, the Zalman Tarah, the Zalman Sivatsun, that the Zalman said that it's clear to him, to Zalman, from Hirsch's Pirish and Chumish, that there wasn't a rival in Tarskana that Hirsch did not know backwards and forwards. He was trying to tell him so he understood all of the details of the mitzvah. He says he's going to create a, a symbolism that the Barsha means to represent this idea, which is every single detail. Now, before he does it, he introduces this, Barichas and that's what it means, a symbolism. The truth is, what he's doing, he's coming to argue on a Rambam. He doesn't say it by name. The Rambam has time mitzvahs, Rambam has time mitzvahs in Maranavuchim. The Sefer Achinov follows suits and some of them, etc. And at first glance, they fit very nicely. But they don't stand up under scrutiny. You start like looking at the details. This can't be the Tama Mitzvah. That, well, the symbol that represents the symbolism because it doesn't fit all the details of the law. So what's shot in the Ramah? I mean, the reverse system seems like a lot of sense. What's shot in the Ramah? I guess they used to say that we used to learn on Fridays, so he would learn the Chinuch and he learn the Minchus so we to do the Lom this part of it. We would also learn the the Chinuch. But so many times talk about the time of Mitzvah. So he says, "What's the time of a Mitzvah?" The word "time" means flavor. So I, I'm going to say it with my own words. He says, "Imagine we, you know, we live in a society when the astronauts first went to this into space." So they, um, you know, astronauts are military. They're trained in military, and you do what you have to do, etc. To get the, to deal with the problem of gravity and the food, etc. All food was tubes and tubes, and it was paced basically in tubes. So supper was a tube. Yeah, that was supper, and you write down how many calories and how many carbohydrates and you got because they had to keep track. And breakfast was another tube, and lunch was a tube. Everything was a tube. There was no visual. It probably didn't taste great. Um, but they're the military. I'm not going to try this social experiment. We would try to do this here in Yeshiva. I think the Bachman would start to death. Now, the reason why food sustains you is not because of the taste. It's the proteins and the carbohydrates and the fats. And the, and the various different different elements which you have you have different types of vitamins and minerals all those wonderful things there's there, there's there's water in there everything that you need to help sustain you so the, here is the package you live inside the package every morning you you have a list of whether how many cal, how many calories you need to eat for the day and the list of the food which you eat and everything is tasteless we're gonna die we're gonna starve to death. We eat because it tastes good. That's not why the food helps you. So Shiva said, the reason why the mitzvah impacts you, the Kabbalistic reasons behind it, and what the Russian was doing, and how it affects the whole Shemaim, we have no idea. 
I just need to give you enough of a flavor that you should put it in your mouth. Afterwards, it'll do its own thing. So the Rama, if I look at this thing and I, I connect these two things, and I see a connection, and if I will do it, that's all I need. I don't need to give you this word which is master every single detail of the halacha because otherwise that's what the Russian. I don't know what the Russian meant. I have no idea. But if I can relate to this and it says to me something which speaks to me, not to hear, but to hear, I'll do it. And that's the purpose of a time of a mitzvah, to give you a flavor in the mitzvah. So there's a mitzvah of, 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 of benching. You know, there's uh, someone who's told me that Rabbi Olavsky is going to write, write, he plans to write his thesis, you know, for his PhD in psychology, which he never doing, but if he would, it would be about room phobias. There's fleshic phobia, there's benching phobia. We have like different phobias in the flesh, in the room world. We have this phobia, something about a phobia of benching. You don't want to watch them, I don't have to bench. Okay. Oh my gosh, it's so horrible, you have to bench. Like, why does it bother so much to bench? I have no idea. So let's do the psychological understanding of this, etc. Forget about that. We like to be nice people. That's, that's what I was, we were grown up by our, by our parents. Important to say thank you. We've absorbed the idea of saying thank you as something which speaks to us. We know that we say thank you, we are good people. So the Ram is up to say for a You know why you bench? Because you need to say thank you. So I'm moving. I have no idea why you bench. Could be the reason why you bench is because the real reason why you bench is because when benching after you eat the food, it takes all of the 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 the, 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 gashmias, the food, it turns into ruchnias, and it changes the whole priya, and the Mashiach is going to come tomorrow because that's, that's very possible. I have no idea. It's irrelevant because that's not going to talk to you. But what talks to you is you know what? When you bench, you're, you're you're a wonderful person. I can look at you and say, my gosh, you're such a nice guy because you said thank you. And if I can absorb that thought, I will bench. That's all I need. Can I move it until language speaks to my heart? We mentioned last week that simcha is when a person is, doing, is in a state of contentment. They're very happy with what they are doing. So now, here's the problem. They're very happy with what they are doing because that's what they want to do. They want to do this, and they did it, so they're happy. But what about if you do something, you're not happy? So sadly, that means you probably didn't want to do it. Because you don't want to do it, you'd be happy that you did it. If you really want to sit down and learn four hours straight without a hefzik, if you really want to do that, when you did it, you say, my gosh, that's so fun. I said, what I want to do? So why is the guy get up at the four hour, first hour, first hour, and he's talking to learn, he's a big sadik and mamish, and he sat there, and he walks over and he goes, oh, so exhausting. Because the answer is because he didn't want to. You didn't want to learn. Excuse me for saying it like that. Because if you wanted to, you would be excited that you did it. You would feel good about it. I'm not saying you've been dancing, but you would feel good. I really wanted to do this, and I did it. Ask anybody. The guy said, I went on a hike. I really want to do the hike. I did the hike. I felt so good about it. Now, that, that's, that person enjoys hikes. The other person enjoys whatever it is. Something you really want to do when you do it, you feel good about it. So why aren't you feeling good about it? Because the answer is because you don't want to do it. means that this person like he's supposed to every single word with Kavana. 
And he wasn't happy. He didn't feel good about that. He didn't feel content. It was such a, wow, that was such a fulfilling moment. I just thought it. It felt so good. He put on tefillin and he, and, and he was mocked by Lush and Hora. And he did every single mitzvah saying, and it didn't fill his heart with simcha. Means deep down, he hasn't found a language to talk to his heart yet. He hasn't found a language how to speak to his heart and say, you know what? This is good for you. You like this. And when he finds a language to speak to his heart that this is what he really wants, he'll feel good about his doctrine. He'll feel good about his learning. Because he needs a, because I know, but I know I've learned all the Muslim swarm and they tell me how important it is and all the swarm and Rabar and tell you 17 reasons I'll pick a bubble, why it's important to do it. I'll get this action. That's here. It doesn't talk to your heart. Daya, strangely enough, is not here. It's here. That's when you know it. Chokhmah is the knowledge, being is understanding it. That's here. When it becomes part of your being, when it's in your heart, the idea of it's referring to that it becomes part of you. You had an opportunity. You were given such a beautiful opportunity to serve Kodesh Baruch and you could have connected. When the husband realizes that taking out the garbage is not garbage, it's a statement of love to his wife, and that means something to him. A statement of care about his wife. If it really means something to him, he'll enjoy taking out the garbage. He'll get used to saying, you know what? I like this. It makes my wife so happy. My mom should enjoy doing this. And I don't care how stinky it is and how frustrating it is. It doesn't make it because he, he's connected into something which talks to him. And our Voida, the person comes on Purim, the fascinating thing, because they were coming from my Avasanes. The Pesukim described the Christ of the Tshuva. When did you call the Tshuva? On Pesach, when the, the Greek came. They were saved 11 months later. That tshuva didn't wear off. It was a real tshuva. Because otherwise, 11 months later, when the when the the tshuva was gone, they fasted for three days and three nights, and next thing you know, they're tearing up the decree. It means the tshuva was this kabbal and shemay. It lasted all the way because Klaisho came to the hakara that Avadis Hashem is something which is good for them. The Pesach says, Yishmael asks you, So your child is Pesach, he's on his way to Brisk. And the kid is Alamda Shashayloh, He's five years old. So what do you answer him? And we can absorb that, not here, but here, we'll be happy people. 
and the happiness that we that person experiences on Purim and Kaiser came to recognize that everything else which they saw around them, their society was all a mirage, and deep down, this is what they really want. And they connected it for us. We're not going to have that major mapechum halavai, but if we could find a way to say, you know what, learning Torah, I, uh, just end with this. I, I have this. Men have male ego issues. You know, that's just part of being a man. Right? Asking for directions. The famous, like, you know, women have all the women have these jokes about men can't, can't ask for directions. So nowadays, Baruch Hashem, they created, you know, the, like these GPSs, you know, ways and all of them. They couldn't say that men have for directions anymore. Right? Because to stop and ask somebody for directions, oh my gosh, it's a blow to your ego. Tell Pashat you can't figure it out. We, my, we, we drove to Chasna. So 1975, and um, we, we, we drive back after the class, back to Cleveland. And we were in, in Lower Manhattan. I don't know exactly why we ended up in Lower Manhattan. We were, we were supposed to like, just get on the, come over the bridge, get on the, the west, onto the FDR, West Side Highway, go across Lincoln Tunnel, Shalom Ayesel. We're driving in Chinatown. It's 1 o'clock in the morning, we're driving in Chinatown. And we see the sign for the bridge and everything like that. And we're, 10 minutes later, we're in the exact same spot we were. 10 minutes later, we're in the same spot we were. Finally, the guy rolls out his window and says, you know, found some, some fellow, and he asked him for directions. Terror's directions. I know, it's, when all else fails, read the book. We need to hear that that's what it is. It's not a lundish swore here. It's, it's a, it's a, it, it, we really uh, to hear that this is life. This is the worship of direction for life. And sometimes we don't realize it because it's so given to us as Pasha that this is how you live. Imagine a person who walks in and has never seen this before. He can, he can have two reactions. You guys are Pasha OCD crazy because every single detail has a halacha. Oh my gosh, you live in a world with clarity. You know what is important to do. We all want to be good people. Everyone wants to be a good person. What does that mean? Like, why do you think there's that you have thousands of fools protesting for the Palestinians because they're all bad people? No, because they think that's called good, and they want to be good people. And they were convinced by somebody that's what it means to be good. Good means to go out and scream, right, free Palestine from from the river to the sea. That's why they're doing it. I mean, you don't understand why they're doing it. You're never going to change that. Oh, they're bad people. We have to violent. Right? They believe that this is what it means called being good. It's ridiculous. Have no idea. And next, and two years from now, it'll be something else. So Black Lives Matters can go and rip apart the whole country. Oh my gosh! It was Mama Sitkis. because they believe it. Because that's the sales pitch. The sales pitch is, you want to be good people. Your good people are progressive. They stand up against racism, against colonialism, whatever the ism is that we stand up against. We are now the one who will be people. Do it. And we look at it, it's like ridiculous. Why? How do we know that's ridiculous? Because Russia was nice enough to give us a tire to tell us what's, what's, what's real. If we can absorb that, not here, but here, we'll love learning. Not because learning is fascinating and it's a riot, and it's a, because it means something to us. I understand I'm doing something of value, and I want, I want that value that it's offering. And that's the nice, just because you guys 
So the fellow says, runs direction, so he says, the guy says, get out of the car. This is one o'clock in the morning in Chinatown. Right? The guy says, get out of the car. It's like, you know, it's like, it's like please don't get out of the car. Of course, the guy gets out of the car. Like, it's like, you know, he's a sheep walker. You see the sound of it, you can't get, get to the bridge unless you see the sound of it. You can see it inside the car. See the sound of it, go with it, you'll, you'll be fine. That was the end of the noise. Okay. <laughs> Thank you.